Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit MDGamblingHelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Movie lovers, and welcome to the show. This is your host, as always, from Movie Lovers Unite, John DeGorio, and I just want to sit, talk about something real quick, and that is Audible. What is Audible? I'm so glad that you guys asked. Audible is the leading provider of spoken word entertainment and audio books, ranging from bestsellers like Anne Rice, Stephen King. The list just goes on. Their whole entire catalog, when it comes down to audio books, is just fantastic. If you're on on the road and everything, and you want an audio book and you want to download it fast, go ahead, go to Audible. You're not going to regret it. They actually have a trial right now that you guys can actually jump on. You can actually go on ahead, go to the link, and it'll bring you up to that trial. And a matter of fact, every month, members actually get one credit to pick any title, plus two Audible originals from a monthly selection, and access to Daily News Digest from the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, and the Washington Post, as well as guided meditation programs. Another thing, too, guys, that's not all they have. They also have... They also have finish. If you actually want to go ahead and do some things to actually better yourself for 2021, they have stuff for that too, like finishing more books or becoming a better parent, leader, or a person. How to books, which is something that everybody seems to grab onto a lot lately, and everything else. So, if you guys are actually looking for something to maybe better yourself for 2021, go on ahead, check out those books as well. They have a big catalog. You guys won't regret it. Go ahead, click on the link below in the description notes. Go on ahead. You guys won't regret it. Sign up for that trial period. And always, until next time, stay safe, guys, and enjoy the show. And God bless. And hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. For today's podcast episode, I have Sarah from Go Get This Rose and also Wow, What a Marvel Movie. Say hello to everybody. Hello. <laughs> What's and up? Today, <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. It's fine. And I have my good friend Charlie with me again. Hello. And today we are talking about the 2012 movie starring Jennifer Lawrence, and Bradley Cooper, also starring alongside him, Chris Tucker. Then you also have Robert De Niro in this film. This movie is none other than Silver Linings Playbook. This movie came out in 2012. 
and it had a budget of $21 million and made $236.4 million at the box office. It was nominated for wow. several Academy Awards. And the, basically the premise is like this. After eight months of treatment in a mental health uh, institution for bipolar disorder, uh, Pascio Pat Satino, Satinio, uh, Jr. is oh, released man. for the... <laughs> The it, Italian it on that. <laughs> so Not I know. Patricio. <laughs> hey, I'm Italian. I butchered it. Oh, yeah. no. That's an insult to my own heritage. But, you know. Uh, I can only say because my husband's Italian. That's that's the only reason. <laughs> hey, forget about it. So, <laughs> you know, so Junior is released into the care of the father of Patsio Sr. and his mother Dolores at his childhood home in Upper Darby, Pennsylvania. His main, this main focus is to reconcile with his ex-wife, Nikki. She has moved away and obtained a restraining order against him after Pat found her in the shower with another man and badly beats him. So, yeah. yeah. This movie is, I'm going to be honest with you, like the opening scene, whenever his mom goes on ahead, gets him out of the mental institution, it sets up the premise on what we're in store for. Because right then and there, we don't exactly know why he's in this mental institution. We just know that he's mm -hmm. in there for a reason and everything. It has like a kind of one flew over the cuckoo's nest kind of feel to it at the very beginning it of it in a sense and everything, not saying that, you know, he wasn't some judge sent him there or anything like that, but you know, Jack Nicholson was actually sent there because of the court situation and stuff. Mm. But this actually has a little bit of one flew over the cuckoo's nest kind of feel to it because both characters were in a mental institu institution. Hmm. But anyways, um, yeah, I definitely like how it starts off where basically his mom goes on ahead, gets him out. Next thing you know, Chris Tucker winds up going into the car with him and his mom's just looking. He's like, it's okay. He's fine. Can we just go on ahead and just drop him off over at his house? And he goes, yeah, ma'am, it's fine. And everything, it'll be all right. I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine now. And so his mother's believing everything that uh, Bradley Cooper's character is actually telling him. And next thing you know it, she gets a call from the mental institution and saying, hey, you need to go on ahead and bring Chris Tucker's character back to the mental institution. And she goes, you lied to me. And all of a sudden, <laughs> they almost get into a car accident. And everything too, while um, while Bradley Cooper's trying to turn the car around. Hmm. But I just thought that was actually a little small comical aspect to it, and everything that sets the tone for what Bradley Cooper's disorder is. And then we also get to know why Chris Tucker's character is actually in there for methamphetamines and other drugs, and also too, uh, you're also he's also dealing with some other problems. But I thought it was very well done on that hmm. scene. What did you guys think? I think the whole script is great. Mm -hmm. I think it's a really impressive script. Um, I like how, yeah, like you learn a little bit more, like get the picture together, like what's going on. And it's not all given up to you up front. You just, you get to learn more about the characters. I think the writing is super realistic. I think the, how they handle all the different topics, which we'll go into about like mental illness and how they uh, portray each one is pretty accurate. Um, which is always kind of like a gamble, but I think they did a really great job with this movie. Yeah, I agree. Um, like the script, I thought like the the script and the the performances were just great all around. I mean, yeah. Bradley Cooper is great in it. Um, Chris Tucker is not annoying like he usually is in the rush hour. He's movie. great. He's so he's good great. in this movie. He's so calm. I think it's just 
this is just another movie that like well i think this is the first movie because chris tucker the last movie he was in before this one i think was rush hour three in 2007 so that's a five yeah, year he was, like gone for a while yeah and then so i think bradley cooper's has got that because bradley cooper did that that like he had that kind of mentality again in to the 2018 for that uh, Star is Born, where he is able to get Dave Chappelle back into um, the limelight. Oh. Because, yeah, I think, well, Dave Chappelle, he hosted SNL in 2016, then he was off for a little mm -hmm. while. But Dave Chappelle was in a more dramatic role in A Star is Born. He was great in that. I mean, you definitely can see the age in Dave Chappelle. But this is just another type of movie where Bradley Cooper is able to get, I, I just picked up on that just while, while watching, like, Wow, he was able to get these guys to come back into like whatever, but um, and I think it 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 it, it, it did a tread a lot and a steady line between dealing with the illness but not making it too like serious. It made it kind of mm. like made a light. Mm. It was a little lighthearted. What it didn't it didn't feel heavy. Like one flew in the cuckoo's nest. I didn't see it, but I know that's a heavy. Yeah, I haven't seen yes, that's this a heavy movie. film. This, this is pretty movie. heavy. <laughs> I mean, this is heavy. It's pretty, pretty close. It's, it's heavy to a degree, but it does the fine line. Like when there's heavy moments and there's some lighthearted moments. The comedy is very good. Yes. It, it yeah. There's there'll be like the heavy moments, and then it'll back it up with like yeah. the comedy right after it. Yeah. But it's not like obnoxious comedy. It's just like na everything's just natural. Yes. Like just like real. Nothing, nothing's forced. Right. Yeah, yeah like you believe what the what they're saying. Like you believe that this is how Jennifer Lawrence would react, which we haven't really mm -hmm. said. Like she won her Oscar for this. She's yeah. fantastic in this movie right. as well. And, and I think in the book, her character was again. This is based off a book too. I think her character was thirty five. She was twenty two when yeah, she like yeah. Old. So this is uh, crazy. like crazy. And then the fact that she won the Oscar for this and. She deserved it. <laughs> definitely. Good. Most definitely. And, you know, I definitely love the chemistry between Bradley Cooper and also, too, uh, between Jennifer Lawrence as well. I mean, the script is beautifully well written, like we mentioned before and everything. Um, the other thing that I really have to laugh at is the Robin De Niro's character when he's like, well, right. what are you... He's like, what are you doing? Why is he back here? He goes, it's okay, it's okay Dad. I'm fine. I'm fine now. I'm good. <laughs> I've been gone for eight months. I'm perfectly fine. Everything's good. Yeah. I'm going to take my medicine. And the, but he doesn't actually take his medicine at all. And no. I have to laugh at the psychiatrist, though, whenever he's trying to, when he's trying to persuade his mother not to go on ahead and get him out of there. He's like, he's just now grown to the customs of the way that we do things. I'm like, no, he's not. He's spinning out his medication for crying out loud. He's getting used to it. No, he's not getting mm -hmm. used to being institutionalized or anything like that. Under eight months, he's under eight months. He's refusing his medication, basically. He's but, right. <laughs> he's very impulsive on his mm -hmm. behavior and everything. If he what didn't have this uh, that disorder, people would actually think that he was a drug addict because of the way that he mm. was actually acting. But because of him having bipolar disorder, it cuts him some leeway because of the way he's actually acting, because. He thinks on emotion. He thinks on another level whenever you're bi uh, bipolar and everything. But I also have to laugh whenever he's getting ready to go out for his jog. And, and of course, Robert Downey and Robert... Um, yeah, Robert Downey. Downey. Robert Downey. That would be great. Robert <laughs> right. Robert, uh, 
Robert De Niro's character winds up telling him, "Don't go near Tiffany's house. Do not go. Do not go near um, her house. Don't go Nikki's near that house. crazy girl. Yeah, Nikki. don't go. Nikki. Yeah, oh don't Nikki. Go, yeah, don't go near Nikki's house. I don't care what you do. Do not go near Nikki's house. Also, don't go near her school. And he goes, "What's what's up with the uh, with the guards back?" He goes, "Oh, that's for sweat. That's for sweat." And so he's jogging and everything. And of course, we already know he's going to go straight over to, the, to her house and jog over there. And of course, he's going to go on ahead and go to the school. It's a no brainer mm. and everything. But when he goes to the school, he winds up running into another teacher that he know, knew, knows and everything. And he goes, is Nikki here? Is Nikki here? And she goes, you know, I can't give you that information or anything. He goes, well, I'm better now. I, I, can I have my job back? I pro I promise I can get my job. Can I get my job back? I'm I'm good now. And then he also tells her this. He goes, and of course he goes back over to Nikki. But then she said, no. But the teacher that she uh, slept with is here. He goes, why would you tell why me that? <laughs> so good. I just want to say. So I remember we talked a little bit before we recorded about. Um, you said you saw this movie last year for the first yeah. time. I saw this movie when it came out. I think it was like one of the well, I don't, maybe not one of the first, but I remember probably like one of the first R8 movies I saw with my mom. We went and saw it because I was like super into the Oscars, especially that year. Um, and I didn't really know Bradley Cooper. I knew him, but I didn't really like watch a lot of his movies. I just knew he was the guy in The Hangover. Mm -hmm. And I was like, why is a guy from The Hangover nominated for an Oscar? There's no way this guy can't act. Like, this is ridiculous. And then I saw the movie and it completely changed my mind. I... His performance is incredible. I still think he should have won personally, but he was up against that was the year um, for Lincoln that Daniel Day-Lewis won. So, of yep. course, it was a really hard year that year. Yeah. But I just remember being, like, blown away by his performance. And I, the first time I saw it, I was in high school. And never, I kind of knew a little bit about, like, mental disorders and mental illness, but not a lot. Um, and then when I watched it a couple years ago... I kind of had a, my own kind of struggles and I really relate to this movie because I have like anxiety disorder, panic disorder. I have been through therapy so I can like relate with the character a lot. And it's a whole different viewing <laughs> experience when you're watching this movie and you can relate with the characters. Me and my husband are cracking up watching this movie when we just watched it like two hours ago at all the stuff that maybe you shouldn't be laughing at <laughs> and just kind of being like, yeah, I can relate to this. And we both said like, I, we wonder how people cut, like when people watch this movie, if they don't have these kind of disorders or don't have anything going on in their brain, like what they think of some of the stuff that happens, <laughs> because I remember first watching it, like, why is Jennifer, um, why is she acting this way? Like, why is she freaking out in the diner? Or why is he freaking out all the time? Or like you said, like he kind of comes off as drunk, but then like, how do other people that have never experienced that or have never met someone that has these kind of disorders, like how do they view this movie? Cause I just feel like it's very kind of like inside baseball. Like you just really love it more. Cause you're like, Oh yeah, I can relate <laughs> to everything that's happening. <laughs> like that's just, my thought. <laughs> I mean, I, I saw this movie um, not when it first came out because like this was like I, I didn't go to the theater that often. I think it was just I just finished my fall semester, my fr uh, freshman year at college. Um, I did see another movie that was that was nominated for an Oscar, like for for Oscar things, Django Unchained. I saw that 
in theater. Same year. Uh, great year. <laughs> great year. Yeah. I mean, Chris Hoss won for best porn actor. I mean, well That's deserved. Right. Anyway, I watched this on DVD. Um, and like we're not like or on video or whatever it came out. And then like I didn't pick up on the mentalist like part of it, like the mental illness portion of it. I just liked it. Yeah. So I liked it for a whole other aspect to it that we'll get into, hence <laughs> what the jersey I'm wearing. <laughs> and it just it just hit the movie just hit me. I'm like, oh my God, I know exactly what year this took place. And that's how, <laughs> how much of a diehard Eagle fan I am. And like we'll get I'll get into this. So your discretion advised, Cowboy fans. Prepare for some bashing. But still. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so, anyway. Um, but, no, I love this movie. Like I said, I, I, that was, I was just in the uh, – like, I just started watching Jennifer Lawrence flicks to see how – because she just did the Hunger Games, like, like not yeah. too long ago. Loved her in that. I and it came I'm out like, the same year. It yeah. did, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so I was really intrigued in, like, in this, and I watched and I liked Bradley Cooper because I saw him in the A-team. Like, oh, okay, Bradley Cooper – I kind of like him, and, and in real life, he's a diehard Eagle fan. So it's he's just, from Philly. It's, he is from Philly. Philly, yeah. Philly. <laughs> no, um, so and apparently Jennifer Lawrence is an Eagle fan too. Um, um, <laughs> yeah, so I'll get into that uh, when we get into more the Eagle aspect. But um, but yeah, I like this movie, and then I just watched it. Um, because like I watched it when it came out around maybe like 2013 when it came on DVD. Then I, I haven't seen the movie since, but I knew it vividly in my mind. Um, of this movie, and I, I think this is the second time I watched it. It was just now, but it, I definitely pick up on the mental illnesses and then what they're going through and stuff. I think it's just the more you watch it, the more you can fully like grasp what's really going on. And Bradley, yeah. Cooper, Bradley Cooper was great in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, my friend is that actually has bipolar disorder. Mm-hmm. So my friend does too. So I I was actually looking at different things on the, the way he acted compared to Bradley Cooper, but he also takes medication for his mm. for his. So it was hard to compare the two because you can't even tell that one of my friends actually has bipolar disorder or anything mm-hmm. like that. So it was hard for me to actually relate to it or whatever on that aspect. But mm-hmm. you know the thing that another thing though too I forgot to mention at the very beginning. He makes his mother Bradley Cooper makes his mother go ahead go to the uh, library. To get every book, all that the books, his, all the books that uh, his ex-wife Nikki uh, is making the kids read on the syllabus list, and three o'clock a.m. in the morning, he throws the book. It's one of my favorite scenes. <laughs> outside, uh, well, out the window, literally out the window, not even yeah, having the window yeah. cracked, and just throws it out the window and everything. Just this book is horseshit. <laughs> basically and he just goes into Robert De Niro's uh bedroom and just starts ranting about how Hemingway and about his writing style and things like that and he's like look it's three o'clock in the morning can we just talk about this tomorrow he goes no we cannot talk about this tomorrow he's like I won't apologize <laughs> you know what I can't apologize not for this not, not for this so I cannot apologize for this because well how about this you can just get Hemingway to go ahead and call me this. you can't apologize for me but yeah. I thought that was actually funny because who you know we do that our own selves where we actually do do a lot of ranting when it comes down to our fictional books and things like that about certain characters and the way they're done. So it's kind of relatable on that aspect. Oh, I've definitely had moments like that <laughs> all the time. Where I'm like, this is not, especially with Harry Potter. This is me not too. how it's supposed to be. <laughs> well, this was, not me, accurate. this was me in high school reading that Dobie died. I'm like, 
<laughs> like, what happened? What? <laughs> like, what the hell happened? Yeah. And the teacher's like, excuse me? I'm like, I'm sorry. Um, I need to be excused. Uh, there's a death in the family? No. Dobie died. No, in my book. Daughter. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, like, okay. you know, it's very relatable. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, and then, of course, I want to also mention um, Chris Tucker's uh, character's name. His uh, his character name is named uh, Danny. Danny. That's his, I always forget. Yeah. yeah, Danny is his name. And also, too, uh, another thing that I find that's interesting is the fact that you have two complex characters like Tiffany and like Pat, who basically don't have you think that they have nothing in common, especially when he when his friend invites Pat over to his house. And then, of course, that's when he meets up with uh, Tiffany. And I don't like his wife. I don't like uh, his friend's wife at all. Julia Stiles. Like <laughs> Julia Stiles does such a good job. We in love this her. Show. Oh yeah. I love her. I love her as an actress, but you know, she's such, such a witch in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> like just, yeah. But no, no, no. I, it's fine for you to say it. It's bad for us to say it. <laughs> but, but you know, she's just such a witch in this movie to the point where I'm like, I don't blame Pat for not liking her. She's very judgmental oh, yeah. towards Pat and everything. And of course, he we're, he's wearing a jersey to dinner, which makes it even funnier. And then she's over there showing off her house. Hey, do you have an iPod? Look, <laughs> look what I have. Show making Pat feel like he has yeah. nothing in his life. She and talks like down that. to Tiffany. That's right. Yeah, Tiffany a lot too. And I was like telling my husband like that stuff and the way that the mom and the dad kind of talk to Pat as well. It's like very like kind of condescending, especially the dinner scene where she, when Tiffany's like, I want to go, like I'm ready to leave. Like when you're, you're sometimes you're just ready to leave. I mean, that's everyone, but like, especially I, I think I read somewhere that it's never said what her disorder is, but people believe that she has um, borderline personality disorder so you could tell, like, there's a point where she's like, I want to go. I'm ready to go. I'm over this. And the sister's like, I want to have a fun. Like, I just want to have fun. Like, I did this for you. Which, like, doesn't sound bad. But it's, like, super manipulative in the sense of, like, because there's multiple times in the movie where, like, especially with Pat, well, they'll bring up, like, don't be mad at me. Are you mad at me? Like, why are they upset? And it's that manipulation of, like, I don't want you to be mad. And she's kind of like, I'm not mad. But it's for you, so I am upset. <laughs> like, does that make sense? Like, it's just very like the character. The character's annoying, but I think on a whole another level. Like, she's just super manipulative that they don't really get yeah. into that much. But it's very yeah, especially when she at the end when she invites Nikki to come and is like, oh, they're gonna get back together, like knowing that Tiffany like is in love with him, right? And she still invites <clears throat> the wife. Like, it's just super. Like, terrible. <laughs> it is, and especially when Pat is also dealing with his own struggles and emotions with Nikki to the point yeah. because you can tell that he's falling for Tiffany at that point, too. So he's also dealing with his own struggles, with his own feelings, and wondering if he should give Nikki a chance or give yeah, Tiffany a chance. Yeah, and then they bring her, especially the, the, like, the friend, the husband, who's like, Pat told me that he, like, he's been talking about their marriage is going to be back together. And it's like, yeah, but that was months ago and things have changed. Like, you're a really right. bad friend. <laughs> like, you're <Right>. terrible. <laughs> 
But yeah, we'll get into that later, a little later. But yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, 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 it's perfectly fine because I like talking about that because that part really definitely grinds my gears, to be honest mm. with you. Um, but Charlie, is there anything else that you wanted to? Oh, um, I hated Veronica. Like I said, Julie Stauskier hated her. She was very condescending. Guys, guess what this does? And Jennifer Lawrence is like, what? what? The fireplace. <laughs> the fireplace. <laughs> really? She's yeah, like, it's a morgue. It's where they put the dead bodies. <laughs> I mean, Bradley Cooper. <laughs> Yeah, it's just Jennifer like, Lawrence just completely, she's like, really? Like, she kind of, like, calls out her, her own sister's bullshit. Yeah, it's so it's, just so it's, like, so sarcastic, and that just, like, you just real like, I, like, like, sarcasm for me is just hilarious, because I, there's a show I used to watch in the 90s called Daria, and she was very, oh, yeah. <laughs> I related to her, because she was so sarcastic, but she was likable. That's, and then that's what that kind of made me relate to Jennifer Lawrence, like, Really? Why the hell would you put a fireplace in the wall? Like, is it a TV? Because it kind of looks like, and then who the heck needs iPods? Like, like I bet that house is very, like, out of date now. Oh, I know people. That's what I said. I know people that have that, like, in their house. The iPod port. And it's funny. Like, it's like, oh, you brought a, you wore a jersey to dinner. And she's like, yay, not to dinner, but yay, rookie of the year. Um, and, and it was a, and it was a, um, again, I'll get into this when we get Deshaun into Deshaun, Deshaun Jackson rookie jersey and the jerseys, you know, they were old at the time because they had the Reebok symbol. Yep. Mm. Reebok had jerseys then before Nike took over. Um, again, I, like I said about this minor stuff, I'll get into it once we get into the <laughs> portion, but yeah, I just like, like everybody's all about Deshaun Jackson. Don't worry. I know about him. Um, <laughs> no, um. But yeah, and then she's holding the baby. He's like, "Yay, Deshaun Jackson, let's say it with me." And then she's like, "He's like, she's like very off-putting. Like she's very like, yay, but very condescending." It's like she does oh. a great job. Yeah, Julie she kills it. Um, yeah, she was very kind of off-putting because she's still like, even though Ronnie's saying, "Oh, she doesn't hate Ronnie. you," what well, yeah. kind of still does. That's he's great does. too. I love right. him too. The yeah, supporting the other supporting cast in this uh, is yeah. great as well. Him, yeah, right. the guy that plays the brother, the therapist. Um, yeah, like it's yeah. it's crazy. Yeah, it's great, um, great. It's like They're, all of them great performances. But it's just like, and it's just funny because John Ortiz, the guy that played Ronnie, he's yes. always being the bad guy. He's always typical. Yes. As, as the bad guy, and yeah, him being great. A, like he's like a really good friend. He's there watching the Eagle games with them. Yeah, it's very like very fitting that he's like there, and then the brother, like uh, I think it was his, his name is Shea with him. Uh, he Cameron. also plays a bad guy. He yeah. also plays like a bad guy or like a, an FBI agent or something. Yes, always. Is, he's he he's Boardwalk Empire, right? Isn't yeah. he like the yeah, yeah, yeah. the he's FBI? And <laughs> no, uh, he's actually he's actually Nucky's uh, brother in Boardwalk yes, Empire. Yes, that's what it is. That's what it yep. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was also in a couple of the Fast and Furious movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that guy is in everything. <laughs> so anyway, but great, great all all around performances, all around like like yeah. that. But this Jennifer Lawrence is bashing her sister. They're like, but really about the fireplace? That's just that's just that's just kind of funny. It is, and then Bradley Cooper actually takes her seriously. Pat takes her seriously. He goes, "Really? Where do you put the bodies at?" Yeah, she's like, it's a joke. It's just a joke. You don't have to take it seriously. Oh, yeah. She was talking about the mortuary. She was making a dark joke about her own situation, about her her dead husband. 
And and I just thought it was just like, like this the sequence of like, don't bring up her dead husband. Anyway, how's your husband? Like it's just like I mean, like, it, it's just he's like, how's your husband die? <laughs> like, oh, I'm sorry, but really, I'm not. <laughs> Exactly. I love how he's always like, oh yeah, because your husband's dead. And the one scene, she's like, yeah, I know he's dead. Can you stop telling me that my husband's dead? Like, I get it. (laughs) Right. And then also, too, whenever he walks her home, he goes, you know what? I'm tired of this shit. Want to go? I'm ready to go. And then they're walking back, uh, walking her back home and everything. Mm -hmm. And he goes, she goes, you know, I uh, I live outside in this other little guest house and everything. There won't be any chance of anybody walking in on us <laughs> and everything. I'm, I'm new to this dating thing, but we can totally fuck. And he goes, and he's like, look. He's I, like, I'm married. I'm married. Because oh so my. am I. So no, am I. And then she goes, and he turns around and says, no, you're not. You're married to a dead person. There's to- something totally different. <laughs> uh. And then she goes in and hugs him. Now, this is where I think that she does that borderline uh, personality disorder. Yeah. Because she winds up crying. Yeah. And then she goes from crying to slapping him in the face and then she winds up leaving. Yeah. And so, uh, uh, all the stuff with like her like sleeping with everyone in the office too is like they're very they have very like sex and then casinos and money and like do, like you know what I mean they're like kind of all over the place. So like it makes a lot of sense. But but yeah, how she's like breaking down, like crying, and then she like yeah. hugs him. <laughs> I mean, so just the chemistry between her and Cooper—you definitely can see it. Like it's very oh, yeah. vivid, like, it's like, and it's believable because these guys are believable. Hate to keep taking shots, Nicholas Sparks, but come on, notebook here. Yeah, there's no <laughs> again. I'm gonna keep anytime we do these type of movies. I'm they are in out. love. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Worry. They were dating. They were really together. <laughs> I know. I know. I just have to keep proof because for me, <laughs> that, that was the big aspect. For me, it's got to be believable, and you got it. Like it, 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 I didn't feel for them. I mean, they, I just they have didn't. great. Yeah, I mean, these two definitely yes. So anytime, like I said, because this came out after it, so like or years after it, like a lot of years after it. So it's like, <laughs> all right. I did a review on it. I'm speaking to my guns. <laughs> like, I have to. Can I talk about one of my favorite scenes that yeah, makes yeah. me almost cry all the time? <laughs> well, there's a lot of them. But there's one point in the movie, my husband looks at me and he's like, Is it bad? Oh, it's when uh, Robert, De- Robert De Niro is sitting on the bed and he's talking to Pat about how, like, he should have been there for him. And he's, like, crying. And my husband's like, I'm kind of getting emotional right now. And I was like, Well, I've been getting emotional the whole movie. <laughs> like, I'm, like, fighting back tears the whole time. And the two scenes that really kind of hit home for me um, is the one scene or the two times that he's with the therapist, especially the first time when he's playing the wedding song, trying to see how he's going to react. And he kind of like breaks down and starts talking about um, how he was diagnosed with uh, uh, bipolar disorder, mood swings and all this stuff. And then that scene always kind of hits me. And then the scene in the diner when he goes out and he talks about how like, yeah, sometimes I just hear the song in my head and he's asking like, is this real? Is this not real? And he's having the panic attack in the middle of the street. Um, that hits super close. Cause I have panic attack. I use that panic attacks all the time. So that stuff is seeing hit, seeing him act that out and seeing him when he's like 
hitting, he starts hitting himself in the one scene with the mom, and he's, like, super manic, and he, like, kind of goes into it, and it starts doing all the flashbacks to what really happened with the wife, and he's, like, beating up the guy, and then that scene when he's in the street, and he's, uh, Tiffany's, like, just breathe, it's in your head, you need to get over it, like, you need to just breathe, and stuff like that. I never realized how real that is until I experienced everything he went through, and I was like, man, like, it's the realest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> like, it's, I just, like I said before, like, I really applaud them for, like, doing their research and not making it, you know, like, sometimes when they try and portray, like, certain mental disorders, like, people kind of feel offended. You can tell that they really did their research and really cared about these characters. And even, like, it's kind of like, oh, um, Robert De Niro's character obviously has, like, OCD, but yeah. it wasn't so, they never, like, said, like, oh, yeah, I have OCD. You know what I mean? Like, they just feel, it just felt real. Like, it's just like, yeah, this is your dad that does that kind of kooky stuff. But if you have a dad that does have OCD, like, you can really relate. But if you don't, you don't feel like you're an outsider. It's just kind of like, oh, he's just holding on to the remote. You're doing this crazy thing. stuff. Right. Yeah. But, like, you can... Yeah, that's what's great about it is that you can really relate and you can just enjoy it as well. So, I mean, yeah. I've had um, like not I like, I think one I was in a doctor point I had a panic attack not to the degree that I just almost panicked. <laughs> so I've had it because I think like like I said so I can feel like what panic attacks are and they're yeah they're Terrible. scary. Yeah, they're I mean, awful. There, they are. Um, so I, I had one, not to the degree what Bradley Cooper was having with the song and stuff, but I also just love the chemistry between him and his therapist, and then how the oh, two. Oh, great! Him, he's the, great. Yeah, the two of them relate, and he's like, "Oh yeah, Deshaun Jackson, he's awesome." Like <laughs> the revolving bond was Deshaun Jackson. It's just like it is. It's always the Eagles. It, it's always right. the Eagles, because that, that's that's. I mean, literally, this movie is the Eagles. Yeah, there's a playbook. There's an actual play that's written on the cover of the DVD, and it's on the poster. An actual football <laughs> play, so it's it, it's it's like all about football because that's just their common point. But yeah, but yeah, um, yeah, I was gl- glad they showed those scenes. They got the facts, like information, all right. Um, but yeah, there again, there's so many good stuff in this movie. Like I just love. The Chris mm-hmm. Tucker portions when he keeps escaping from <laughs> the institution and then and they I keep taking him back. <laughs> it's like third time the charm. The third time he got out, <laughs> they screwed up my case. I'm good. He didn't get arrested. <laughs> so that's good. He's yeah. He keeps freaking out. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, I also grew. I think I've said before, but I grew up in South Jersey, like 40 minutes from Philly. So I also like relate to the Eagles stuff and and seeing that like actually being shot in a suburb in Philadelphia. It's, it's, it's really cool. It's like one of those things that's like, Hey, that's my backyard. That's my hometown. Like, and knowing these, these families and knowing these type of people that like, yeah, Eagle fans are no offense. in the nicest way they're crazy. Philadelphia Eagle people are insane. (laughs) Like we've all seen it. We know they won the Super Bowl. They went insane. Like it's just the way it is. They deserve to go crazy since. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like I mean, mean, sorry at your fence, John. I know you're a Patriot fan, but (laughs) Tom Brady in his own. Oh, (laughs) and when they bring up the Cowboys, like the whole Cowboys rivalry, it's like yeah, it's it's so. Yeah, I mean it's so perfect. 
it's I mean, so- yeah, and then the Eagles, like they're they're I keep I keep trying to give them defending them, and then my mom's like, just stop. I'm like, they're passionate. <laughs> what can I say? They are very, very <laughs> passionate. They're, they care about their team. They want if they they're great. They want to let them have it. If they're yeah. sucking, and trust me, sometimes they'll let you know. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you know. Like sometimes, like some of the stories, they're they're getting the stories out of rap, and then to see like this other fans, especially no Eagle fans, you for batteries, Santa Claus. It wasn't Santa Claus. It was a drunk idiot <laughs> in a suit that deserved to get thrown batteries at. <laughs> Yeah, um, they were like climbing yeah. the light poles and like, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, up those poles, but I mean, I mean, they beat Tom Brady. I mean, they won this. Yeah, that was. A, I mean, with a backup quarterback, I mean, it's like, and when everybody said that they couldn't do it, they did, and it's and it's Tom it. Brady to this day quotes that as his worst loss in his career, <laughs> and that just gives oh, yeah. me so much satisfying because he's such a sore loser. I do like the scene when they're tailgating, though. I think yes. that scene is fantastic. Yeah, um, <laughs> they're doing like the fly eagles. Fly. <laughs> I'll get to that so in a good. sec. Um, but I think the build up is like, and then and then then you're wondering, and then then when uh, Bradley Cooper's character is going, Pat's going for runs. Jennifer Lawrence is immediately there. It's kind of like <laughs> she's like kind of stalking him in a great creepy way. But she's it's like, kinda, you ran past my house. <laughs> like, yeah, I go by this town all the around. And, and she's like, hey, like she's screaming at him. Mm-hmm. And she's, like, she's very nice about it or this, that. And, it's just, and she's chasing him and she's catching up. And so, and then she keeps like, and she, she perks his curiosity um, when he says about Nikki. And then, and then, um, and then the thing after Nikki's like, I can give the letter to her. And, and to quote, Another, uh, another great actor at that time, Leo DiCaprio from uh, uh, Dang, Django Unchained. You had my curiosity. Now you have my attention. <laughs> now he got his attention with the, like that. Mm. So, so in order, it's like it's kind of like a parlay. I need you to do this for me. Like so, she's trying to be. She's a dancer. So they need. She wants to compete in this dance competition. So she needs a partner. So she needs Bradley Cooper to be her partner. If by doing that. He will give, um, like she will give the letter give to the him. letter. Yes. So um, many twists and turns throughout this whole yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I also liked uh, the scene with the therapist when he even calls him out on it. He goes, "Well, maybe this would be a chance for you to do something nice for her in order for you to do something nice for her to do something nice for you." Yeah. yeah. So I, I like that aspect to it, and then also too the running scene was was hilarious because. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> because here's the thing you see pat he's running and then all of a sudden here comes tiffany out of the wood like all of a sudden he thinks that he lost her and here she comes out of somebody else's neighborhood <laughs> yeah. and everything because why are you running so fast what's going on because i'm running to get away from you and then all of a sudden he sees the diner he goes do you want to eat here tonight <laughs> so, <laughs> I also, yeah, I also liked it. Oh, sorry, John, go ahead. No, 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 go on ahead. I was about to say, I also liked the part when he got when he, when he tried to get that other guy at when he went up to their house to find Tiffany at her yes. house. And the other the other douchebag came up there. He's like, "Hey, man, you got to give her some space. Leave her alone." <laughs> so and and he's like, "Let me walk you to your car." <laughs> <laughs> Tiffany kind of like she, like she was the manipulator of this because she wanted him to do this. Hence mm. the letter situation, and then um. And then, and then, um, yeah, I just thought that scene was pretty funny too. Bradley Cooper just <laughs> like, let me walk into your car, buddy. <laughs> but, 
he's like, hey, man, you got to give her some space. You got to give her some time to breathe, man. He goes, yeah, Look. so good. And he even gets this. He even gave the power parents his business card. And mm -hmm. everything goes, he goes, look, man, look, this is not the right way to go about it. Come on. <laughs> let, me, let me walk you to your car. And then he goes, but she just texted me. She wanted yeah. me. <laughs> and here's Jennifer Lawrence. Here's Tiffany behind the door just smiling because that's what she wanted in the first mm -hmm. place. I think what she wanted was just someone to feel like that she, somebody gave a damn about her. Yeah. yeah. That's why she did exactly. it. Yeah. Absolutely. Just to push uh, Pat to his limits just, just to see um, that he was different, right? Yeah. He was exactly. different than all the other guys. Yeah, and of course, you know, I actually have to respect him for not wanting to sleep with her, even though yeah. it was for a total different reason. <laughs> but, <laughs> well, he's married, so he, <laughs> right? But you know, I, I yeah. definitely, you know, Pat has his good um, morals and stuff like that. You know, mm -hmm. but also too, remember when the therapist was telling him this though too about the wedding tape, but the song being stuck in his head. Mm. And he said, you need to go on ahead and confront that and mm. everything before it starts messing you up. Mm. That's why he was up at three o'clock AM. Once again, trying to find the, yeah, because that's when he was that scene is incredible. I think that was the scene when I first watched the movie that I was like, give him his Oscar. Like it's just to see his like progression from like calm to mad to like truly manic where he's just like screaming and yelling and like loses control and starts to spin into the panic attack and hearing the song. Like it's, it's incredible. It's so it interesting to watch. <laughs> like, and he hits the elbows, the mom and they get in a fight and Robert De Niro is great in it as well. I also really difficult year because he was also nominated for supporting, like, it was just a really hard year, because I think he was great, but Christoph Waltz was right. great as well, so <laughs> what do exactly. you do? It's like, think yeah. of the Oscars as, like, a World Series, right? One yeah. person it has to outshine the other person. In order so to many win. good performances. So, there's some years where it's, like, mm, a little thin, right. but that year... So many good years. Right. I think it's yeah. very hit or miss with the with the Oscars for me. It sometimes, really sometimes they knock it out of the park. Very rarely, but sometimes they knock it out of the park. Other years, however, I don't know what the hell they're doing. Like some like like they picking something True. that's not like their voting system is flawed. And that can be a whole separate thing. But oh, sometimes yeah. they, they pick something that's not the best picture, it's third best. Why is it called Best Picture then? Like they I have, nailed it. Though. <laughs> yeah, I have some serious well, gripes of them snubbing A Star Is Born with Bradley Cooper by picking Green Book. Is that our Wait. next review? Because I will gladly be oh, I, will, I will argue Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper have amazing chemistry. I've done it before. <laughs> I'm the one that gave that John the idea. We got to do a star. They are in love with each other. Yeah. I saw <laughs> that in tears. Like at first, I didn't want to see it. I'm like, you know what? I might as well watch it. Great. Bradley so Cooper worked. Anyway, right. he, he but, yeah. Anyway, this is Bradley Cooper's turnaround. I really right. think. I think this is the movie that like really made people sit up and be like, oh, he can. Because after that, he was getting nomination after nomination. Like he did American Hustle, American yeah. Sniper. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but it was like one after the other. I don't know if he got nominated for Her Joy. Born. He was in Joy with uh, Jennifer. Lewis. I think she got nominated. I don't think okay. he did. Or what, he, was in, he, was, he was in an Oscar-worthy movie. 
And it says, yeah, he was like yeah. turning them out. Yeah. Um, so was she, but <laughs> I mean, she was on a streak and then, yeah. Um, but anyway, like, yeah. Um, like that whole sequence was intense. Like it's like that. And then he has a restraining officer now and the officer's oh, like, yeah. and the and kid he, that shows up with the, the recorder. <laughs> I'm right. like, Is yeah, he like, having a bipolar episode? <laughs> like, like, how the hell do you know this? Like, are you so stalking them? Like, I really want to near to beat the crap out of this kid. <laughs> He's like, I will smash that over your head and ask you how it felt. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, that kid deserves to get shit on. So he's, good. He's forcing him on. He, he wasn't, that's not his business. Step, I step off. Like, I wanted to yeah. near to beat the crap out of the kid. Me too. Um, yeah, so then there's three new officers. Like, the one that had to get Chris Tucker. Um... That so like and I think um it was like during the it was the Seahawks game where that when Chris Tucker was there and then him getting arrested holding the remote holding the remote <laughs> <laughs> hey man like, I, I gotta take you back are you sure officer are you an Eagle fan today yes yeah yeah <laughs> um so like and then like this is pro- I think this is right around when Bradley Cooper started hanging more out with uh, Tiffany to do the dance yep. lessons and. And then, and then he comes back and you see Jake, his brother, come in for the first time and him oh. hugging him. Like, because I mean, he keeps talking about how successful he is. And I was like, oh no, is Bradley Cooper about to punch you? And then Bradley Cooper is like, no, calm. And Which is like him. an uncomfortable, like, that's just him, like, not yeah. sure. Right. Like, no one really knows how to act around Pat because they're like, AC, yeah. even the friends at the football game are like assholes, but they're like, he just got the loony bin. Like, you don't say that. Yeah. No. <laughs> to like, don't not. say that. But like, yeah, you can tell everyone's kind of like walking on eggshells, especially the brother. Like, it's just a nervous thing. Like, he's like, you lost your house. I got a house. You lost your you wife. Lost I'm job. engaged. Right. You lost your job. I got a, a very successful He's like, my job. He's like, stop saying what you have, and he doesn't. Like, stop yeah. doing that. Um, and I just find it funny how anytime you see Randy, I just want to say, Randy. Randy. He's a dick. He's a, <laughs> a classic cowboy fan. <laughs> the irony is, how can he be a cowboy fan when he wear a giant jersey? Yeah, that's something I didn't understand. That's something I didn't understand either. Yeah. He's just anti like and he's like sitting there watching the Eagle game with. Well, them. he's wearing the Giants one with the at the Giants game, like when it was the Giants versus the Eagles. So that's why I was like, maybe he's just anything that's not the Eagles. I don't know. Um, I think he's rooting for anybody but the Eagles. Like, yeah. and then, so any anybody who's facing the Eagles, he's rooting for. So I'm pretty sure he's got a jersey for the football. Watching <laughs> the Redskins. He just shows then, up every. Yeah. Um, in the movies, Redskins were still the proper name. Now it's the football team. So. Um, Washington football team. That's what it's called. Yeah. That's what that's what they're they changed their names to <laughs> yeah. because yeah but yeah. in the movie, Philadelphia football them. team when did they all wear that they just got rid of the names and it was just that New York football team <laughs> well and then the, that's the hard part it's like yeah New York Jets oh Lions so that's yeah anyway um I just thought that was like Randy was a dick I I wanted to pun- I don't care so if good. Randy was a man or what I wanted to punch him in the face hey because you're a cowboy fan and frankly for you. You would be the one I'd punch in the face. I'd rip off your jersey, have a fire sale with you, and and just sit there and laugh. I hope we have no uh, cowboy fans. <laughs> that are watching. I know quite. I know, I know quite a few, and they're fine. They're my Get out of here. We, uh, yeah. we rip on I'm each other. I'm friends with one. But, one of them, I always bust his balls yeah. all the time. Um, this is for Eagles. Yeah. Um, 
But no, I mean, I've, I'm friends. I'm like, I'm not as the, like, like Randy is the cowboy friend that I would beat up. I don't care if you're <laughs> man or what. I would beat you up and I'll do stuff to your jersey and make you cry. And it was nice seeing him cry at the end, but I'll get into that. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, and then like so, uh, and then so he's been practicing with Tiffany doing the dancing, and then Chris Tucker shows up for the third time. Hey guys, I'm finally free. They threw out my key. <laughs> yeah, so he's like he's teaching them how to. Oh, I love that. Yeah, the dancing. Like, yeah. 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 Fuck it up. Fuck it up. Like, he's like, what does that mean? <laughs> What do you mean? Here, let me show you what I mean. And then next thing you know, Bradley Cooper starts getting jealous. No, 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 no,
Deshaun Jackson was drafted in the by the Eagles in the second round, so this was his rookie year. In the beginning of the movie, when De Niro, when you go back to De Niro talking to Rain, he's like, "What a bonehead!" Like Deshaun Jackson, bonehead, drops the ball at the one yard line. That actually happened. That was the like the sequence. Deshaun Jackson broke off, had a goal line touchdown, and he spiked the ball at the one yard line. Yes. That's yes, what, I remember this. <laughs> that's what actually happened. I watched it was a Monday night football game. I think it was week two or three of the 2018. Uh-huh. I was what it was on Monday night football. Deshaun does it, and I was like, wait, is he in or what? What was going on? And then they I did the replay. Keep that. Let's just say he's done that before in college. So that's why everybody's like, and he's a rookie. So um, yeah, and that's the jersey that um, Pat's wearing, uh, Bradley Cooper's character's wearing, isn't it Deshaun Jackson jersey? Those are Reebok jerseys. So again, that's before Nike took over. But Deshaun Jackson, like I said, he was, he went off in his rookie season, but that boneheaded move. And Dallas and Philly, they hate each other. They they truly hate it. It's a rivalry. Hence, <laughs> Randy character is a patriot. Him talk, and then the De Niro talking about America's team. What's great? Like, it's like, how are you America's team? And I agree. That was a dumbass name that they gave that team. They don't deserve that name because we hate you. But America's team, America's team, my ass. Um, uh, anyway, and so he's like, what, what, what? It's like, you know who, what America is? Benjamin Franklin. And, and there's this matter <laughs> between the two of them about Dallas versus Philly. Um, you can actually get ex- ex- excluded from an Eagle Stadium. That is true. You can get banned because um, De Niro got in fights with everybody. And um, <laughs> I believe in not the Lincoln Financial Field, but Veterans Stadium, there was an actual jail cell in that stadium. This is something as if before they got in that. Um, so anyway, and then another one when De Niro is like, wait a minute, you were like, you left, and um, uh, Antoine Randall did a trick play to get into the tu- to score a touchdown. That was actually week five against Washington. I was watching the trick play. That was week five. Um, I don't remember that one per se. I was, I was looking it up like just to get some background in the Eagles um, hmm. before that, but I remember it was 2008 season, and then. Um, and uh, De Niro's hatred for Andy Reid. Andy Reid was still with the team for a little while. Um, he got uh, he, he 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 and unfortunately like he got fired in at the end of the 2012 season because I think his time is up. And De Niro, so he was a lot of foreshadowing what's good to come. Okay, into the tailgate. When you see a lot of fans, they come in. You'll notice like I think some people are wearing Vic jerseys and Nandi Oswald jerseys. Those are that's a little blooper because those guys were not on the Eagles until 2011. <laughs> So, um, so probably they filmed around that time because they, yeah, they didn't, um, wasn't until the 2011 season. So into the tailgate, yeah, Eagles tailgates, they're lively. I, 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 I haven't gone to one, but I've seen them when I went to the stadium a couple times. They're, they're, the Eagle fans, they're passionate. And then I'll, I'll, we, I mentioned it before. If you suck, we'll let you know. Like, <laughs> we'll, we'll be booing, we'll boo you out of your own stadium. I mean, that's why they won't be afraid to let you know. <laughs> Yeah, we were, we were that, and then um, so the betting portion. Um, the the other thing that was interesting too is the um, the NFL actually um, the NFL didn't like that. So apparently during Thanksgiving, they were supposed to do an interview with Chris Tucker and Bradley Cooper for this movie, but because there was illegal betting, the NFL didn't didn't really? allow that interview to happen. Yeah, it was something I didn't even know. Hmm. Um, so yeah, that so yeah yeah the um. Eagle fans are passionate, so that whole tailgating thing, like I said, 
that just hits home. I'm I'm a diehard Eagle fan, so like this, the whole Eagles aspect of this is why it, why I instantly like this movie because this is sure like before then we didn't really have an Eagle movie um, until Invincible. That was what the Mark Wahlberg. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, that was that was an Eagle-esque movie in a sense. Um, and that, mm. Mark Wahlberg, and that's when Mark Wahlberg was an Eagle fan for a little bit until, um, but he, deep down he was always a Patriot fan. Um, so yeah, boo. Um, anyway, <laughs> hey, 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 Mark Wahlberg, forty-one thirty-three. Enough said. Um, anybody who doesn't know that score? That's the that's the winning that's the final score in the Super Bowl where the Eagles won the Super Bowl. Hence, that's the number on my jersey. Why I got 41 on my custom one, because that's the amount of points we scored to win it. <laughs> uh, I remember. Uh, my, my fandom for it. And, um, but yeah, that tailgate scene was great. Um, so the fighting is that, I mean, the one game I went to, there's people get drunk. They got in fights. Two guys fell down the stadium, like fell down the, uh, the, the seats and hit, kicked my brother and, and Ben and myself back in the head. Oh my um, gosh! The attendees there, that was the okay. workers there. She quietly admitted she was a cowboy fan. I was like, "Oh boy, you need to keep that quiet." <laughs> don't say um, that. <laughs> um, some other tips: don't go wearing other posing jerseys while you're in that. So don't go wearing a Washington jersey in there. Um, my brother wore one. He's oh, fine. No, he just got verbally abused. And then the one guy got up and like got up and he said. I'm not going to, I guess, like, we're only going to verbally abuse this kid. But if any of you guys lay a hand on him, I will beep and lay you out. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, so, yeah, like, that's just some of, but, yeah, that's whole, like, this anyway, Pat and them, they're celebrating. Um, and then Pat finds out his therapist is at the game. I um, love that. When he oh, like okay. turns his face and his yeah. half painted, he goes, oh, "Don't yeah. think of me as your therapist. Think of me as your friend, as your, as as your brother, as your, <laughs> um, as your uh, eagle brother." And then, and, and then, um, so technically, that bus too. I don't think that really that that bus doesn't typically show up at eagle games. I think they just did it for the sake of the movie. Said so a whole um that um that group that um that that's that's just another like just added to the story or whatever. Yeah. And then um so they're celebrating, having a good time. And you have these racist douchebags come up and like this typical like, terrible people. I'm like, and it's like, hey, you, sh- you all are reunited for one cause to be a Philadelphia Eagle fan. You don't have to go like hurt each other. And then Riley Cooper didn't even lay a punch. And yet the cops arrest him, not the racist pricks. I think they did. I think he did beat someone no. up. Yeah. Oh, he yeah, did. he did. Yeah. But he was because he's he like, that's my brother. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like- that's legit. Like, if your brother was getting beat up, he had he yeah. was tempted to not do it, but he had to. That's my brother. I have to do it. And then, yeah. um, so they get arrested. Eagles lose that game, twenty to nineteen. Um, and they and they get back to the house, and Denier is like, "You, oh, coach, you, I lost money on that." And then, and then, and they go to what, like, because Bradley Cooper was trying to call Tiffany, and Denier is like, "No, don't do that. Don't do that." And Tiffany gets shows up at the house. <laughs> Great scene. This yeah. was like 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 this. The writing is incredible. Um, I don't think this was the scene, but I was trying to remember. John, remember when we did our best of 2012 when Sean was trying to like he's doing those crazy conspiracy theories of how exactly this yeah. is the moment Jennifer Lawrence won the Oscar. I don't think it was this. It was from some, from some other scene. But anyway, she comes. But this in. is perfect. This, this is, is perfect. Scene. A great monologue. She goes in and schools everybody. On like pretty much watching anytime 
Pat, like Pat was with me, the Eagles won. They beat the like, or the we, Phillies or the Phillies. <laughs> like she was on spot, and Tanira's like, like <laughs> I, I didn't like you before, but yeah, no, right. I like you now. And you know what else is yeah. funny though? You're actually having someone that doesn't really follow sports telling somebody else who follows sports. Yeah. Always, yeah. She's like, I did my research. Right. Yeah. And she's like, oh, I, like, or right before she says she pops open a beer. I did my yeah. research. And she starts shoving so it. Good. Like, drop microphone. Drop microphone. I remember <laughs> the one Philly. I forget which one it was, but when she mentioned one of the, like, Philly games, I was like, I remember watching that. I remember. That was when I was, like, a big Phillies fan. Yeah, back in two thousand eight. So and then like and then like not just the Eagles, but them winning the World Series. Like oh holy crap, that's right, they did win the World Series. So, yeah, um, yeah, um, two thousand eight. That's when the Phillies were relevant. Not so much now. Um, but now um, we don't talk about it. <laughs> but now this is her schooling everybody on it, and then her ripping into Pat and uh, not Pat Randy. Her going after <laughs> Randy like antagonizing him so. Randy's like, she's like, yeah, do it, Randy. Like, <laughs> she's like, like in the background. I feel, I feel bad. So he just he offers a parlay. Um, this right. is another. Parlay. I'll get into it um later on when we get to the whole like final dance sequence, and I'll go into more history then. Yeah. Um, but um, he goes, all right, all right, all right. I'll go you double or nothing. Like double your money, like, double it to chance to get your money back and more. Um. Yeah, he's like, what? And he's like, what? Eagle? Like, what? Like, it's like, yeah, I bet my Eagles are going to win the next game. And he's like, what? The Bengals? And then, and then he goes, no, Dallas. And I and love it when course. Jennifer Lawrence, I love it when Tiffany goes look like this whenever Randy's actually starting to just back off. He goes, no, I, I don't want to do that. He goes, what's wrong, Randy? Yeah. Not, they're America's team. Why wouldn't you go after them, Randy? What's going yeah. on, Randy? Don't yeah, the dad's like, team, right? you said that's America's team. And she's like, yeah, it's America's team, Randy. She's like yeah. backing him up. <laughs> yeah. That was hysterical. Like, like it was. Pretty much making, it, making him cry deep down. Like, what? You don't trust. I mean, the fact that you were, he was resistant, I mean, he trusts his own team. Mm -hmm. I mean, knowing that, but Randy was a total douchebag because he made Robert De Niro bid his whole entire savings on the restaurant. Yeah. And he took it all away from him. I know, and everything. So that was a dou douchebag move for him to be yeah. a friend of of uh, Pat Pat's father. Yeah, also um, Pat. Yeah, Pat yeah. Senior. Pat yeah. Senior. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then so then he goes like, um, like what else do they have to do? He's like, and then somebody mentioned like, wait a minute. And then then he mentions the parlay. They have to get a five out of ten from the judges <laughs> on their dance thing, and. Pat is like, whoa, whoa, no, 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 I, 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 like, we're not great. Yeah, we don't suck, but I mean, we're okay, I guess. No, he's like, we suck, and she's <laughs> like, we don't suck. <laughs> we're okay. I mean, everybody else has better dancers, and he's she's like, like we can get a five. <laughs> five. Um, and then, and then, Pat, like Pat Junior. I'm just gonna do that. Pat Senior is De Niro. Pat Junior, anyway. Yeah. Pat Junior is like, I can't do this. Like, and he goes out, and he's like, um, and that, and then Jennifer Lawrence comes in, and. Another spoiler alert, or not spoiler, a uh, shocky uh, twist. The parents were in on this. Like, they deep down, they loved Tiffany and they wanted Tiffany to be with Pat. So, deep down, the little reveal about that, like how they keep that telling them to do the dance vein. And she's like, yeah, to say, um, just convince them Nikki will, um, Nikki will be there. Um, and then the mom's like very hesitant on him, like, the white lie, it's for his own good. And then, 
Well, that's oh, going on. It's bigger than a white lie. It's a huge right. lie. Yeah. Um, but it and, works out. Yeah, and it works out. And then, and then the, the common theme is like, oh, follow the signs or read the signs. And then that's when Pat realizes from, from the letter that it was really Tiffany that wrote it, not Nikki. Yeah. Um, and then, 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 then we cut forward to a couple weeks. It's Christmas around Christmas time. Randy's being the smug son of a bitch that he is, smirking like like so. Afraid. He's wearing a Dallas jersey front center. You know, <laughs> oh, now he support. Now he backs the team. Now he backs the team. <laughs> and then everybody else is like all nervous and scared. And Randy's sitting there celebrating. Like I got this in the back. Yeah, that's so like three you, buddy. And then um, Jennifer Lawrence is freaking out and and. That Pat's like, no, we got, we got this. We're gonna be okay. And then, then they go to the hotels for for that type of dance competition. That's a nice ass hotel. Yeah, that that reminded me of that uh, Antonio Banderas movie where they actually have to do the ballroom dancing. Is that Save like the that. Last Dance or is that Save something else? No, that's something else. Take the Lead was the name of that one. Yes, 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 yes. But yeah, <laughs> it was a nice hotel and everything. And then of course, you know. Jennifer Lawrence is also over there getting drunk with two vodkas because she saw yeah. Tiffany and of and course Nikki. yeah Nikki saw Nikki, Nikki. Nikki. Uh, Tiffany saw Nikki and then that's when she starts drinking the vodka but she also questions her own sister she questions Julia Stiles what the hell is Nikki doing here she's not supposed yeah. to be here or anything like that oh yeah. I invited her because they're gonna be together yeah that's when they're like again like they're talking down to her and they're she's like pat didn't say that and then the friend the whole time is like no he's been telling me the whole time that like it's all about nikki like it's not really about you it's about nikki like that's your sister like that's your sister and your sister-in-law like read the sign like come on like Um, obviously she's in love with him like why would you do that yeah (laughs) terrible so and then while that's going on you have the dad randy um uh Chris Tucker's character, I forgot his name. Is it Donnie? Danny. 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 Yeah, yeah Danny. <laughs> they're all watching the like and like they come in there and they're disappointed. And then Rainey's being smug, like, oh, Dallas is tied up three three. And I'm like, and deep down I'm like, I'll get into this. Um like I know. I know the gag I know I remember this game and I remember the whole history for this, but I'll get into that in a sec. Um, so they're watching the game, and um, then um, Bradley Cooper has to find Pat has to find Tiffany. He's like, "We got to do this dance." Um, everybody's dancing. You see the, ju- the judges. The judges were pieces of shit. I gotta admit that. I mean, but even the dancers were pieces of shit. They were like, too. "Yeah." What because- is- well, Pat Senior is like, "What is this Dancing with the Stars?" <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> um, but the judges were smug pieces of shit. I'm like, "Why are they dancing this dance?" They're like, "It's like, what? You have money on this too?" Um, let's see. Like, so anyway, they do the comp, they do the dance, and I think, and then which is great. Yeah, right. I think, like, the like, dance part made me laugh. To be yeah. honest with you, especially yeah. whenever uh, you have Tiffany who runs up there, does the dance, and he has to lift her up. Oh my god! When she runs, and then so but, like, <laughs> where his mouth is is totally not a place yeah. that you want your mouth no. during a competition. It's one of those moments that's like, is this dance going to be really good? Really or good. and then you're kind of like, oh, this is interesting because you're like, oh, they're going to be like ballroom like the rest of these people, and then you're like, oh, this is not <laughs> yeah. okay. I think it's fun, but Me it's too. just yeah, it's fun. They kind of mixed the white stripes in with ballroom dancing. Yeah. And did it on that aspect, which it's, to yeah, me it's it worked. Great. 
I, yeah. I did. I think it was that final big move. I think yeah. he, he, Pat, Pat was trying to push her up. He was trying to do dirty dancing. I think they were trying to do that scene for dirty dancing where Patrick Swayze picks up. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to figure out what move. If that's what they were trying to do, or if they were trying to have her like. I think he was trying to have her up higher, but it didn't work know. that way. I think that turned off the judges. Judges like, oh, I hate you. Like they're like very mean. Like, what oh, is this? What is this? This is not. This is not ballroom. I'm gonna give you a bad rain anyway. Um, Except for the judge at the end, who gave yeah. everyone else bad scores, actually gave them like the, the higher best. one, yeah. which I thought was really funny. Yeah, and then the, like, the people next to him like, oh, that's too bad. Like, really, like, yeah. oh, that's well, such a shame. Okay. Um, so anyway, um, they ended up getting the five. Okay. I'm going to go. Uh, yep. That's great. So I'm going to go into the other aspect. So that was part of the parlay. They had to get a five. So that was one Randy was pissed off on. But the bigger one, I'm like, well, yeah. I think they showed one aspect first. So anyway. The football game first. Football yeah. Game. Okay. So some history on this. This was week 17 of December 28, 2008. The Eagles, like I said, this was the improbable odds. So they focused on Dallas, and that's that's good. But what they should have focused on is the, what they had to get up to face Dallas. So in yeah. order for the Eagles to make the playoffs that year, they needed, they needed Oakland to win over Tampa Bay, you needed Minnesota to lose to the Giants, or Chicago losing to Houston. Um, so Minnesota defeat the Giants 20 to 19 because Giants already clinched at the time. They didn't really care. Houston defeated Chicago 31-24. And Oakland defeated Tampa Bay 31-24, which and then Tampa Bay was up by 17 points. So I knew this because in order for the Eagles to get in the playoffs or even that that game against Dallas, which was at four four o'clock or four twenty-five, whatever, they needed all those three all those three things to happen just to have a chance to get in. Hmm. All that happened, and the Eagles found out right before kickoff that the game against Dallas was meaningful. The final score of that game, wow. the Eagles absolutely killed the Dallas Cowboys 44-6. to It was an absolute wrecking. They destroyed them. Tony Romo got his ass kicked. And that's why and that's why they came in and celebrated at the end after they got the five. Randy was, like, all pissed off because his team got humiliated mm. by the Eagles 44-6. Um, yeah, and, the, and the, the, the Eagles did really well that year. They got to the NFC Championship game and almost beat the Cardinals, and they almost got back to the Super Bowl. I think they I almost, remember that. Yeah, they almost won that game. They had the yeah. lead and lost in the final seconds against the Arizona Cardinals against Larry like, Here we go. So that's what, that, that's what yeah. this is. I mean, like, um, so – after that, Randy was pissed because not only did he lose the, he lost that, but he, he that, and then um, oh, and then, and then after towards the end of the movie, Randy's like, "Hey man, I want to bet you again." Like I, they're not gonna beat Minnesota. Eagles end up being beating Minnesota by eight points. I'm pretty sure in the and the wild card, and really? then yeah, the Eagles like they beat Minnesota, then they beat the Giants. So the Giants got oh. beat out in the in the playoffs by the Eagles, and they and it was the Cardinals and the Eagles. Um, yeah, I that, do. I think I do remember that that year. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that, that was that, and then so after the dance, and everybody's like, "Why are they celebrating a five? Yeah, <laughs> that's because I don't know. Maybe that's not because it's not all about you. So shut up. It's not like if this is a dancing movie. What I have another portion. So it was it was part of the bed, and that's you don't understand. That's okay. You don't need to. I started crying. You. I was um, like, 
and they won. So they won the. Uh, they won. They, they didn't win a competition. That's fine. Um, they weren't. They weren't planning on winning anyway. They were just there to get the five. And then, then Pat goes over to Nikki and he starts chatting with her. And then Tiffany gets upset. She walks out. Typical Pat- romance movie miscommunication. The woman gets upset. Um, That's yeah. Yeah. Um, before I go further, John, is there anything you need to add? Well, the part that made me laugh was the douchebag dancers. It's like, yeah. and also the judges. He goes, "Why the hell are they so happy?" Yeah, he's like, "Why are they yeah. happy about a five? Right. <laughs> exactly. And that's what made me laugh. And then I love, I lo- another thing though too that I really liked was the when Tiffany walks out, and then th- there's a talk between De Niro, Pat Senior, yeah. and Pat Junior, and also too, I like how finally Pat Junior has finally has some closure with his ex-wife and mm. everything and he realizes he doesn't need her in his life anymore like he thought mm. so he he whispers in her ear and everything comes back tiffany's gone he talks to De Niro, and De Niro goes look i'm gonna tell you right now he said you're about to be making a very important decision right here right now that's going to affect our whole entire future if you don't act on it right now he goes well what do you mean he goes tiffany's not here you need to go after tiffany Mm-hmm. And I'm not for going for verbatim or anything like that. And he's like, like and she loves you. That girl loves, loves you, you or something. Ugh. Right. Ugh. No other girl will love you the way she goes, don't get me wrong. Nikki might have loved you, but that but he, she doesn't love you the way that Tiffany loves you. Yeah. You need to go on ahead, go after her, because you have a good thing with her. Yeah. So he goes they on. They understand ahead. each other. They have like a mutual understanding. Right. Of their so, crazy. <laughs> exactly. And that's what I loved. And then that's when we see uh, Pat Jr. running after her. And then yeah. finally, he, she goes, you mean to tell me you knew that I wrote that letter? <laughs> and everything goes, yeah, I just wanted to be romantic. She's like, you wrote this letter a week ago? <laughs> yeah. That letter makes me cry. That scene makes me cry also every time. <laughs> like, every time. And the funny thing is, is like, um, the other thing I didn't realize is that, uh, I don't know if this is true or not, but Jennifer Lawrence is actually, like, she's an obnoxious evil fan. But when they want, like, like I said, I already mentioned Bradley Cooper in real life is a diehard Eagle fan. He was there in the st- in the uh, the booth with, when they won. The I Super remember when they showed that. Yeah, he's like Jennifer Lawrence was on a flight from New Orleans to L.A. and that was around 2018 or something like that. And she she commandeered the PA system in the uh, on the plane and chanted the the Eagles fight song, <laughs> and they end up winning the Super Bowl that year. And that, that's that so funny. Game. So I, I just thought that was like, holy crap! I did not know that. Right. Um, but yeah. Um. Yeah. Like I said, it just the the Eagles fandom. If you're not an Eagle fan, you're probably not gonna like this movie. You might like and the other aspects for it, well, but like it from other aspects. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm a Pats fan, and I like this movie for what it is. Yeah, I know. It's really like, too. it's also just like the football <laughs> fandom yeah. and care right. in general, like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but this is like a love letter to yeah. the Philadelphia Eagles, to Philadelphia, yeah. to those yeah. fans. So yeah. that's what I loved about it and everything. Yeah. I respectfully respect Philadelphia, even though we lost during that Super Bowl and everything. Here's the thing. It was a good game. It was it a was. really good game. It was. I'm like, <laughs> not only that, but that was also the they year. They came back. Blount, right. Blount just went through us like a wrecking ball like Blount does. If it wasn't yeah. a Blount being on that team, yeah. Different atmosphere, but maybe the same outcome. But yeah. you mm-hmm. know, 
I'm like, you have you have a member of the Patriots that knows their defensive line, offensive line. I think mean, we, yeah, we, 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 yeah, we had yeah, you guys had two from us. We had Chris Long, yeah, Chris yeah. Long, and um, go ahead, so, sorry. Oh, wanna... really? Yeah, yeah. So oh, you guys is... had two members from our uh, from our team. Oh. So of course, you guys would know our offensive line and defensive line really well. So that's what had us had against us though too. But I respectfully respect the fact that you guys beat us like that. Yeah, and everything too. It was a fair game. There was none of that thing back and forth between mm-hmm. teams mm-hmm. where people got angry or anything like that. Yeah. It was a, um, yeah, it was a good season. It was too. You know, I mean, but, it, I mean, yeah. Compared to the other Super Bowls, that was probably the best Super Bowl we've had in a while because yep. the year year after that, the seat the the Ram, uh, the LA Rams and Patriot game that was a bore fest. That was yep. boring. Mm-hmm. Um, the pay the the Chiefs winning. Yeah, they're down ten. It wasn't really like like the Chiefs mm. came back, and then because the the Kyle Shanahan it blew another game, um, and then last year's was Travis. Like the one that we just had this year was a travesty. It was boring. Like I didn't watch it mm. at all. I didn't but watch it. compared to that, the Eagles one, that one had was very competitive. Had them like very offensive one, but it also had memorable moments because it's again this is a backup like the Eagles. Like we're, we're underdogs the whole season into the playoffs. Yeah, they're underdogs because we lost our star quarterback because he tore his ACL. Yeah, we got we still got the number one seed with Nick Foles, and Nick Foles went in there. We barely got past the Falcons, and then we went to Minnesota, and we just we absolutely killed them because Minnesota just beat the Saints in a lucky. Oh, I'm gonna duck against the Saints. Yeah, I remember Minnesota that. Came in there, and they're talking so much shit. Yeah. And they 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 ruined our sta- they ruined our Rocky statue with their but, horrible purple ish thing. <laughs> and I just over. remember living during that time was insane because everywhere you would go, people always just shout like "Eagle!" like all yeah. the time. I right. worked at like Chick Fil A at that mm-hmm. that point, and there was people all the time like that this one guy was just leading the chants like all the yeah. time <laughs> just go yeah. around the dining room and get people to like start chanting i'm like what is happening like i know I mean, yeah it's just great it was like because i went um the the week before the super bowl there's a wrestling pay-per-view in philly the whole the, the eagles ch- fans chanting her we want brady we were the whole the whole <laughs> stadium was chanting we want brady and like, like we, were, we were yeah we were we were pumped. We were amped for this, and then they have Nick Foles win it everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. I mean, Nick Foles. Wawa's, super stores, malls, anywhere you go, people you see someone with a jersey, yeah. people are just shouting like it was great time. But this Nick Foles put the team on his back and came up with one of the greatest plays in Super Bowl history, the Philly Special. I mean, that was I got the plaque <laughs> in my room. That was the. Uh, the, my uh, my dad. That was my last gift they got from him because he ordered it before he passed. He got me the plaque of the Philly, of the play, of the play, the actual play, the X's and O's of the Philly special. Um, oh, that's so sweet. I know, and it was like that was like the greatest play. Like to see that live, like I was in one spot the whole game. I did not move, <laughs> and even 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 a former great eagle was in the stands that day. Freddie Mitchell. He was in, he was the guy with the two cameras during J, um, Justin Timberlake's performance. <laughs> Freddie Mitch, Freddie Hands Mitchell. Yeah, he was in the stands that day. But that was oh, yeah, yeah, that was this was great. Yeah, but yeah, this movie's great. Yeah, great yeah, that's movie. how I feel about this movie. <laughs> great all around. 
You're muted. Oh, I yeah, was like, is it me? Okay. No, 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 no. no it's not you, it's me. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> <laughs> no. Classic romance. Uh, it's not you, it's me. It's not you. <laughs> right, exactly. It but, is you, it is you. <laughs> story of my life. But no, um, like I was saying when I was muted and everything, this movie is perfectly well done, perfectly well crafted, and has a great cast and everything. If you guys haven't seen this movie, I strongly recommend anyone that's watching this review or is going to watch this Spoiler. review or listen to this review. <laughs> Check this movie out for yourself. We skipped a lot of stuff, so there's a lot of stuff for you guys to go on hand, digest, and get into your own selves. Make your own video. Make your own deal. Tell us in the comments what you think about it. Give us a like. Give us a share. Tell, give us some support as to what you liked about this film. Like I said, this is part of our mental health movies. So all together, this is our fifth movie that we, re that we reviewed in our series. So I'm finishing up with... Um, Let's see here. I'm actually going to be doing one more film, and it's actually a classic film with Tom Cruise. And that is actually going to be Rain Man. Uh, Rain Man. Is it Rain Man? Okay, yep. that's why I was like, ooh. Yeah. Ooh. So, so, yeah, we're finishing it up with that. Uh, and now, matter of fact, I'm actually going to have my friend on the 31st come in, and we're going to review. He loves this movie. I'm not really a fan of it, but, you know, he actually died dived into this a lot with dark phoenix with okay. mental health because it actually helped him through some stuff mm. so i'm going to go on ahead and let him talk about how that actually helped him through his own mental health oh wow and stuff like that so i'm i'm always interested in impactful stuff when it comes to certain movies so yeah. my question is this for you sarah where can everybody reach you at you can reach me on Twitter at SCBOC, that's S-S-E-A-B-O-C-K. And um, I am doing the Go Get That Rose show with Jay Wade over on the Jcast Network. Uh, we just moved the show there, and that's going to be coming out June 7th? I don't know, sometime in June. Um, and I'm also going to be hosting the Loki recap show when Loki comes out on the Merc with a Movie blog feed on YouTube as well. And me and Jay might make a appearance on this channel doing a movie review soon. So make yep. sure you check that out because it's going to be insane. It's going to be yep. insane. Sarah and Jay will be back on this show on the 27th, a matter of fact, at 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time, 9 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Pacific Time. And then also, too, I'm also going to be doing a Deadpool 2 movie review tomorrow at 6 o'clock p.m. Central Time, 7 o'clock Eastern, 3 o'clock uh, Pacific Time. So Char it's going to be me, Charlie, and our friend Tamara. She's going to be on here. We have I some like other shows. It, it's a funny. Uh, I really too, like the it. second one. I know a lot of people yeah. don't. That's my little review. I like it a lot. Brad Pitt, best part of that movie. <laughs> but yeah, we to be honest with you, we have some other stuff probably planned out throughout that whole entire week, though, too. So go ahead, stay tuned for that. Um, but yeah, we have some other stuff lined up later on during that week. I'm going to get into some announcements later on, probably tomorrow, about what we're doing. But I can't wait to dive into it. We're also going to be doing our Loki after show. So stay tuned for that. And then, of course, always until next time, guys, as well. I have a blast doing these and stuff like that. But you guys can go ahead and reach me at Movie Lovers TV Lovers Night on Facebook underneath the same name on Pinterest and also on Instagram. You guys go on ahead, follow us on Twitter at Movie Lovers Unit, 
Send me out an email if you're a sponsor or interested in sponsoring us at movieloversunite at gmail.com. For all your human needs and wants, just go to www.movieloversunite.com. Then, of course, go on ahead and get an audio-only podcast of this episode and many more of our episodes where you guys get your podcasts from. And then, of course, go on ahead and hit us up on Stereo as well at Movie Lovers Unit. And always until next time, guys, it's been real. It's been fun. Can't wait to do this again. And bye-bye. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.